Welcome to the Living Word, the teaching ministry of Pastor Fisayo Adeniyi, lead pastor of the Ransomed House Lagos. Get ready for enlightenment, encounter, and impartations by the Word. Be blessed as you listen. Welcome to church. It's my honor to welcome you to church. And I believe it is a turning point. I believe that things are going to turn even for good for us and in everything that we do. You see, when I've heard from God, I'm always so confident. He might not look like it, but God will do it. He might not appear so, but God is in the house. You see, when I tell people, when your neighbor just buy a new car, and then your next neighbor just got married, and your favorite friend is in a relationship, and it seems like nothing is happening for you and to you, it is not a time to begin to suck or to mourn. It is time to actually celebrate. You know why? God is in the neighborhood. God is in the neighborhood. And if he has touched somebody, he's going to touch you also. Look at your neighbor and say, he has touched some people. I am next. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Have a word from God and that word will touch you. Have a word from God, it will transform you. Have a word from God and it will transform your life. You know, many times when I speak and I preach, there are messages that I prepare for. But there are messages that come out of my life. And I call them life messages. This message today is a life message and it's going to transform your life. Look at your neighbor and say, my life is going to be transformed by the word of God. By the word of God. I'm always excited when I share the word and when it's time for the word. Why? Because the word is not just motivational speaking. It's an opportunity for life to be transformed. Bible says when God want to heal the people, he sent the word. And that word healed and delivered them even from all their infirmities. So look at your neighbor and say, the word will heal me. If you are tired of talking to your neighbor, say to yourself, the word will heal me. The word will deliver me. And the word will set me free. Glory to God. Two openings very quickly as you stand and we honor God's word in this house. Um, Let's honor God's word together. We read the scriptures standing in this house. Can we just stand on our feet? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right, Mark chapter 1. Mark and then chapter 1. And then we read 16 and 18, 16 to 18, and then 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and then we read verse 1. Are you there? Almost. Almost. I mean, people are using e-Bible, so it should be easy to find. Glory to God. I remember those days they would say, did you come to church with your Bible? These days people come to church with their Bibles. Why? Because they come to church with their phones. So if you have a phone, then you must have a Bible. Is there anyone who has a phone that doesn't have a Bible on it. You have a smartphone without a Bible. A smartphone without a Bible, I would ensure that you download one before you go. It's not okay to have Instagram and not have Bible. Is that not so? Amen. So that as you are in traffic, you can always check the Word of God. You can read the Bible on the go. That's why you need the Bible. Glory to God. All right. I, I, I think I've waited enough. All right, Mark 1, 16 to 18. The Bible says, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, as he walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Allow me to read it this way. As Jesus walked and sat in the ransom house, he saw Fisayo and his crew and his family and the ransom house casting a net into the lake, for they were 
fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said. And I will make you fishers of men. So Jesus is saying to us today, so I wanted to personalize it. Uh, and he says, come follow me. Okay, so can you read that with me? Come follow me. Come follow me. Note that word follow. And I will make you fishers of men. At once. Now, now. Uh, I'm the one who is preaching. So don't say it again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. At once they left their net and then they followed him. Somebody look at your neighbor and say they followed him. Will you follow him this morning? Uh, don't worry, don't answer yet. First Corinthians chapter eleven. Quickly go there. First Corinthians eleven. You know, I always read from the New International Version. First um, Corinthians chapter eleven, and then verse one. Eleven verse one. Are you there? All right. The Bible says, "Follow my example, as I follow." The example of Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, follow Paul's example as he follows the example of Christ. For a few minutes this morning, I'll be speaking on the practices of Jesus. The practices of Jesus. Um, um, I hope that that does not sound so complicated. Every one of us has what we practice on a daily basis. Uh, so, I want to preach to you on the practices of Jesus, or if you like to call it the disciplines of Jesus. But I prefer to call it the practices of Jesus. That means what are the things he does, even on a daily and on a regular basis. Shall we pray? Father, thank you. Because your entrance, the entrance of your word, give light, give understanding unto the simple. As simple folks, we've come this morning to learn at your faith. Father, let your word come with power. Let it come to enlighten. Let it come, O oh God, with practicality. Allow me share your word, O oh God, not with any deep mysteries. Uh, uh, let the mysteries be uncovered this morning. Uh, and let it, O oh God, be biteable, be chewable for your people. Let them be able to walk in the reality of your word, O oh God. Uh, thank you, O oh God, because you made my tongue the pen of a ready writer. Thank you, O oh God, because the word of life is written upon the heart of your people. Uh, after now, O oh God, we work according to your purposes for our lives. Uh, in Jesus' matchless uh, and beautiful name we have prayed. Can I have a believing amen? Amen. You can have your seat in God's presence. All right, I'm speaking on the practices of Jesus. The practices of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say the practices of Jesus. Of Jesus. Amen. All right, in the book of Mark that we read, we read the book of Mark. Um, and then something important happened in that book. We saw a very interesting contact. Follow me very closely this morning. We saw a very interesting contact between Jesus and his disciples. And that contact was so important that it was recorded in all of the synoptic gospels. Uh, you find that in Mark chapter 1 that we read. Mark chapter 1 and verse 7. Mark 1, 17. And then in, Mark, in Matthew chapter 4 and then verse 19. You find Jesus say, follow me. And then in Luke chapter 5 and then verse 10. You hear Jesus again saying, follow me. Follow me. And, and, and it was important that they follow him. Why? Because Jesus was giving them an idea about you following him and something will happen to you. That statement says, follow me and I will make you. And I will make you. Jesus' first call to his disciples, which is his first call to us, is not a call to a molding process. And that's where we get it wrong at certain times. We believe that Jesus' call to us is actually a call to a molding process. We believe that Jesus' call to us is so that he can make us. 
But Jesus' first call to us is so that we can actually follow even half time. And many people have been taught, and the gospel that many people preach is that when you follow after Jesus, it will make you a rich person. It will make you a great man. It will make you an empowered person. All of that is within the gospel. All of that is true. It is not a lie. But Jesus' first call to you and I is a call to follow him. Is a call to follow him. Now, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? I, I would like to start by asking that question. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? When Jesus said, follow me, what is it that the disciples had? Because, you know, we are not living in the context of Jesus. We are living almost 2,000 years after he had lived. So, when he said, follow me, if you were there at that time, what were you going to hear? Because, and that's why you go to the Greek because the Greek will tell you because it was close to that language they spoke at that time. So what was it that they were hearing? So when Jesus said, follow me, what are the disciples, the Greek word there is the word mimetes, which is the word M-I-M-E-T-E-S, which is where you get the word mimic from. Have you heard the word mimic before? All right. Uh, and um, it's the word mimetes, uh, which is the mimic. It means to play act a character. It means to play act a person. Um... Sorry, people staying here, I believe you are not seeing me well. I think you can just move here because of this guy. You're seeing me, it's fine. All right, good. So, I continue now. I have a way of saying I continue now, I stop now. All right. <laughs> I continue now. Okay, so here is it. It's the word mimetes, which means to imitate. When Jesus was saying follow, he was saying imitate me. So what they were hearing was not just following him to the market. It wasn't going, when you say follow, be followers of me, people take it as you are saying follow me to a place. What Jesus was actually asking them was to imitate him. Which is a word we are all used to. We copy people. I mean, many people can come here and preach the way I preach. And they just do some of the things I used to do, some of the words I used to say. Which what they do, when they do that, what they are doing is actually mimicking me. Do you understand that? So, Jesus was telling them, that I will become something to you. And you are supposed to actually imitate what I do. Whatever that means, Jesus was telling them to follow after a pattern, a model. Because that's what that word means. It means to follow after a pattern, to follow after a model. To follow after a pattern, to follow after a model. So Jesus was saying, I become a model for you from today. And because I am the model, all you need to do from today is to follow what I do. Can I say that to you again? Jesus was saying, I become a model to you. And so, when you say, follow me, I am asking you to follow my model and follow my pattern. Now, how many of us have seen a Toyota Camry 2019 before? It's called Spider. Toyota Camry 2019. Okay, you know, you know Spider, but you don't know it's Toyota Camry 2019. All right. It looks like Spider like this. I love the front and the back. It's very beautiful. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let me use what you are used to. Okay, how many of us have seen an iPhone 13 Pro Max? Even if you don't own one, you've seen one with somebody before. All right. Now, do you know that whether you are in Ilorin or you are in Lagos or you are in Tokyo, Japan or Calgary in Canada, the iPhone 13 Pro Max is the same? Are you, do you get what I'm saying? So whether you are buying it, no matter where you're buying it from, it's the same. Why? Because what they first of all did was to do a, mod- was to do a first one. And every other thing that they do is actually pattern after that. 
It's the same way it works in automobile engineering. The first car is the first thing that is actually designed and made. And after that time, every other thing is actually copied. So it means that you look at how the mirror looks like and then you pattern this mirror also to look like that. Why? Because the model has been given. Listen, as believers, what God is calling us to is not to begin to define and to look at how life should be. Jesus has become a model for us. And therefore, if you begin to find disparity and begin to find a little bit of confusion or we look dissimilar, how a believer looks in Elori is different from how a believer looks in Poracot or how believers sound in Jaws is because we are not following after the pattern. Because a phone is the same. Therefore, believers are supposed to be the same. The reason we are not is because we are not following after that Jesus pattern. And Paul was saying, and I love Paul, he was writing to Christians at Corinth. He said, I exhort you therefore. He said, be imitators of me. First Corinthians chapter 4 and then verse 16. He said, be imitators of me. He was saying, guys, I'm telling you, follow after me. And that's what we do in churches too. Do you know that? Do you know that no sooner will a pastor begin to dress in a way, you begin to dress that way. And therefore, I try to confuse people with my dress and, hey, man, all right, so that I can wear all things and become all things to all men. Glory to God. If your pastor will palm his hair, uh, am I speaking to somebody? Uh, after about one year, two years, you will discover that guys in the church will begin to palm their hair. Glory to God. Because they are actually following after him. They are imitating him. Uh, if your pastor marries a light lady, you probably discover that after a while you are close to that person, only light ladies will be from fine to you. Say, ah, that girl is fine. Why? Because your model of a finance is defined by the pastor's wife. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, it's not like you learn it consciously. It's just an unconscious thing. Why? Because you are following after that pattern. And Paul was saying, be followers of me. But then he got to a point in 1 Corinthians, that same letter, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16, he said, be ye followers of me. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he said, be ye imitators of me even as I follow Christ. Do you understand that? He was saying to the extent, literal tradition means that to the extent by which I follow Christ, that's what you should follow in me. And that's the mistake we make. You are not supposed to follow my mannerism. You are supposed to follow the Jesus experience in me. Oh, so I pray. That's a spiritual thing. How do I pray? That's a spiritual thing. Forget how I cut my hair. Glory to God. Because if, if you are, I mean, there are problems in church. I mean, following after pastors and you're not doing it the right way can become problematic. For instance, I'm a full-headed guy. I'm a full-air guy, so there's a lot of hair. That's so why I can do anything I want to do with it. Glory to God. I mean, there are people in this church that also have a lot of that. But there are also people that it seems like their hair is going to the back because they are making more money. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So if, if I therefore decide that I'm going to do a punk or something and then do pattern, and then they go there and try to do it, and the Baba looks at them and says, there is no hair here. Do you understand what we're saying? So they can't follow that because that really is not Jesus. That really is not Christ. There's no Christ in that. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So Paul was saying, it is the extent to which I follow Jesus that you should follow me. Similarly, Paul commanded them again. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, he said again, be imitators of God, dear children. Therefore, Jesus has become a pattern for us. Jesus has become a pattern for us. So Mark chapter 3, 13 to 15. Bible said Jesus went on the mountainside and called to him those he wanted. And they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out. Let me begin by saying, oh Jesus Christ. After he has preached for ten minutes, he said, let him begin by saying. So let me begin by saying three things that are important when Jesus calls you to himself. Three things. Number one, he calls you so that you can be with him. That's number one. 
to be with Jesus. That is the first call for every disciple of Jesus. The first call for every one of us is that we should be with Jesus. Therefore, if you spend a day without being with Jesus, you are not a believer. Oh, you can be with your accounting books. Uh, you can be with your system because you're a tech guy. But you must have a time for Jesus. Uh, Bible says you cannot be followers of him without first of all knowing him. Because I've told you that you have to follow a model. So the first thing to do is to understand that model. So that you can pattern your life after that model. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Alright, so if that is the call of God for your life, uh, you must therefore stay with Jesus uh, so that you can know him better. How do you stay with Jesus so that I don't use spiritual and religious words? Uh, you stay with Jesus by praying. You stay with Jesus by studying the scriptures. You stay with Jesus by meditation. That's how you stay with him. You stay with Jesus by having a heart that is full of him. So you just think about him. You just meditate about him. I told you two weeks ago how sometimes I can just stay in the room and just call the name Jesus the name Jesus, not shouting just softly in a loving way. Because you see, many of us don't even know how to call Jesus in a loving way. I mean, imagine somebody call you on the phone and just say, Jesus, what happened? Because we are kind of just used to calling that name in danger. We don't call that name in romance and in love. And yet, is the one who died for us, who loved us so much that he died even for us. Number two, it is that we be like Jesus. So the first call is to be with him. That's what I said. Is that not so? And then the second one is to be like him. So when they see you in your place of work, they should not be saying, we want to see Jesus. You know, they came to Philip, and they asked him, say, we want to see Jesus. And they are still asking us today, they want to see Jesus. And yet they have been your friend for 10 years, and they are asking, they want to see Jesus. You see, there is a problem. Because you are not showing for the character of Jesus. You are not showing for his nature. You smoke the way others smoke. You get angry the way they get angry. You get anxious the way they get anxious. You are just a little bit of headache. You are thinking you are going to die. Can you see that? Your roommate is a little bit sick. You are the one. You have become an emergency doctor. You can't say, can we pray? You are saying, I think the last time this happened to me. You, you are not showing Jesus to them. And then number three, to do what Jesus did. You see, that's the call of God to us. Number one, to be with Jesus. Number two, to be like Jesus. And then number three, to do what Jesus will do. Amen. You know that word that was very strong at the time? What will Jesus do? Somebody is saying, can, can, we, can we become a house? That's what we want to become in the ransom house. That's the vision of God for our lives. That somebody is sick, we just gather together and say, let us pray. We'll believe in the healing power of Calvary. Oh, whatever God's word says, we believe you are, and that's settled. We become what he, has, what he was when he was working on the surface of the earth. If someone says he needs a job, we are not anxious. We just believe that there is a God, that the heart of kings and princes are in his hands. And like a course of a river, he will turn it wherever he please. Our God is a good God. 8.4. Ecclesiastes, the Bible says, where the word of a king is, there is power. And no one ask him, what do we thou? Therefore, when he stretched for his hand, no one can turn it back when he proposes a thing, no one can annul it. Isaiah chapter 14 and then verse 24. Listen to this. You need to understand and be fully persuaded that Jesus is powerful and he has given you that authority to walk just as he has walked in the house. So if you have that power and that authority, why are you not using it? Why are you afraid? Glory to God. Now let me say these principles I, I, I saw from studying. And you may love this. Ah. Uh, Listen, you, I need you to write these five vocal things down. There are five 
important things about becoming like him, about the practices of Jesus. Number one, in becoming like Christ, we must learn the discipline of what makes him who he is. If you're going to become like Christ, you must learn the disciplines of what makes him who he is. Every man is made by disciplines. I hope you know that. Every man is made by routines. We are all children of routines. There are things you and I will do on a constant and a continual basis. That has been discovered that what you do when you wake up last yesterday, you probably do it when you wake up today. Some people wake up and they pick their phone. And they begin to reply messages on WhatsApp. Some people wake up and the first thing they do is say thank you, Jesus. They have become, that's become their disciplines. That's become what they do. I mean, some of us study accounting in school. You don't call it accounting. You call it, that's my discipline. People will ask you, what's your discipline? What's your discipline? What are you studying? And then you say accounting, engineering, botany. And then some people don't say what they are studying. They just they don't even understand whether it's a discipline. I mean, if you go to school and you do wood, 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 wood making or wood furniture, I mean, if they ask you, say, if they say discipline, say wood, you'll be thinking, would they think I'm a carpenter or something? I actually went to school. So you say, I'm a graduate of this discipline. You say, don't worry. Why? Because you cannot really tell about your discipline. So we need to look at the disciplines of Jesus. What does he do on a normal and a natural, on a daily basis? Number two, the primary objective of discipleship is producing, is reproducing the kind of the master. The primary objective of discipleship is producing the kind of the master. So the, the purpose of discipleship is not to produce me as a pastor. That's not why I should do this. That's why I should disciple. It's not to produce you, it's to produce the kind of Jesus. So that in this house there are many Jesuses, sir. So that in this house, there are many people who bear the marks of Jesus everywhere they go. So that when we send ourselves out to spaces and to spheres, to tech, to accounting, to engineering, no matter the space and the region, when you are there, we know there is a Jesus there. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It is that discipline. It is the reproduction factor. So when you read the Bible, it must be for the process of becoming. Becoming like him. He said, Stay with me. Follow me. He said, I will make you what? Fishers of men. Don't forget that Jesus was a fisher of men. So what he was saying was that, listen, I'm going to make you like me. You're going to become like me. So that when you lay your hands on, on the sick, he's going to recover. So that when you come into the space and there will storm, because you step in and the storm disappears. Because you came in, the wind stopped raging. Why? Because you came on sin. Because you came on sin, the wind stops. Glory to God. Glory to God. Number three, a true disciple must be at the testimony of what being with Jesus has done to them. <laughs> a true disciple must be at the testimony of what being with Jesus has done to them. Okay, number one, in becoming like Christ, we must learn the disciplines of what makes him who he is. Number two, the primary objective of discipleship is reproducing the kind of the master. And I think I explained that. Do you get that? Um, someone just give me a sign that I'm too fast. So you can just give me signs. All right? Uh, because sometimes when I go off, I'm like that speed train that you don't have a kind in Nigeria. Glory to God. I mean, sometimes you think, wow, Abuja to Ibadan, Ibadan to Lagos, speed train. No. When I go, it's like bullet train. Have you gotten that? Have you written that down? Number two. All right, I go to three now. A true disciple must bear the testimony 
of what being with Jesus has done to them. That word testimony is the word witness. Listen, you've been born again for how many years? Three months, two months. What transformation has happened in your life? What change has happened in your life? What has happened to you? What has happened to you? It's a question I would like to ask. Because you must bear that testimony. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. The Bible says they took notice of what being with Jesus has done to disciples. Knowing that they were ignorant and unlearned men. That means they didn't go to school. <laughs> they were not schooled according to the law. But here were these guys turning the world the right side up. <laughs> so they were asking themselves, something had happened to this guy. What has happened to you? I remember when I became born again many years ago. I, I didn't get to my family house and then announce that I have become born again now. No, I did not. I didn't have to do that. There were certain things they saw in my life. If certain things don't change in your life after working with Jesus for years, then I begin to question your Christian experience. You are still as angry as you used to get. You are still as um, anxious as you used to be. You still don't plan your life as you used as as you were. Very, and you don't plan. You still don't plan now. You're still not growing. When they talk about things of the spirit, you still look at them like, what are they saying? Then what has been with Jesus done to you? There's that testimony. Number four, if we are called to represent Christ in the world, it is my belief, my personal belief, that we must imitate his principles of living when he was here in the flesh. Can I say that again? If we are called to represent Christ in the world, that's our calling. It is my belief that we must imitate his principles of living when he was here on the earth. Where is Jesus now? Can I ask that question? Where is Jesus now? I know he's inside your heart. Where is it positionally? <laughs> no one you're teaching a church that knows it can be a problem. It's in my heart. I carry him everywhere I go. All right. I'm asking where is he positionally right now? In the right hand of the Father. Glory to God. So if I ask you to therefore begin to imitate him, it's a, it's a tall order because you are not in the right hand yet. You still have to source for bills. Glory to God. You have to pay your bills. You have to walk. You have to get married. You have emotions and all of those things. Amen. Alright, so, but Jesus had walked on the surface of the heart to show us an example so that as he lived, we can also live. That's the purpose of Jesus coming to the heart and not dying immediately. The Bible says he lived for 30 years and then he started a ministry that lasted three and a half years. So three and a half years was living an example to the possibilities of a believer. Therefore, if I am saying that you need to follow Jesus' example, I am asking you to look at those three and half years, uh, learn the principles of that life uh, so that you can also become like that life. Do you get it? Number five. Following Jesus is more than just a decision at the end of a church meeting. It is a way of life. Following Jesus is more than just a decision at the end of a church meeting. It is a way of life. Jesus teaches us how to live. How do I know how to live? What decisions to make? Jesus has taught me. In becoming like Christ, number one, we must learn the disciplines of what makes him who he is. Number two, 
The primary objective of discipleship is reproducing the kind of the master. Number three, a true disciple must bear the testimony of what being with Jesus had done to them. Number four, if we are called to represent Christ in the world, it is my belief that we must imitate his principles of living when he was here in the flesh. And then finally, number five, following Jesus is more than just a decision at the end of a church meeting. It is a way of life. Jesus teaches us how to live. Now, as I close, amen. Can we begin to look at that life? The three and half years. You know, I said all of that to say this. Glory to God. Amen. I said all of those beginnings to say this. So if you are not going to listen before, you need to listen now. Want to look at the practice of Jesus. That three and half years. If God has called us to follow his example, to become like Christ, uh, to look at Jesus' and become and learn the disciplines of Christ, learn the disciplines of Jesus, uh, and begin to walk as he has walked on the earth, you and I must begin to look at the practice of Jesus. Can we quickly delve into it? I want to teach us seven key things uh, that I found uh, in the life of Jesus. Seven key things, uh, seven key disciplines, uh, that if you are going to be great according to the direction of this kingdom, you need to have them. They're going to be great. I hope you know that Jesus didn't come to raise mustard and see mustard seeds. He came to raise giants. I hope you know that Jesus is interested in kingdom advancement. I hope you know that Jesus is interested in you fulfilling all of your purposes. Uh, and that includes being great. Uh, I hope you understand that Jesus divine greatness uh, as doing the will of God, establishing God's will in your time and advancing the kingdom in your time. Uh, because I saw that in his life. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God. All right, let us quickly delve into it. Number one, principle. And this will shock you. Jesus was a simple person. <laughs> Jesus was a simple person. Luke chapter 12, verse 15, he said, The life of a man does not consist of the abundance of things he possesses. You see, that's how we first of all get it wrong. We first of all define greatness. If I ask you to define greatness in this class church this morning, you are going to de- define greatness by the stature of wealth. Amen. But Jesus said that the of a man does not consist of the abundance of things he possesses. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like Jesus was a pauper. If he was a pauper, people would not be doing lots for his clothes when he died. That clothes must be a very, maybe the thing look like BTC now, like Bitcoin. <laughs> for, for them to actually be passing and be casting lots for his, but, but it was not somebody you could say that had all of the riches, but he had his needs met. He was a very simple person. Jesus lived a simple life. He wasn't really interested in show stopping. He wasn't interested in grandstanding. He was interested only in living a simple life. And that's why when they were even going to come and kill him, they could not even understand who he was. Therefore, they needed a betrayal. Have you ever asked yourself why they needed a betrayal? Why would they need a Judas? If he was very popular, his face was everywhere and people knew him, he needed somebody to actually touch him. In fact, scripture says, one of the synoptic Greek gospels uh, actually said uh, that he needed, that Judas told them that he who I kiss is the one. So if they needed someone to kiss him. You see, he was, he was somebody who was with the disciples. They could not really get whether this was the disciple or this was the apostle himself. You know, in our time, our generation, an apostle stands forth. 
and looks like an apostle. Glory to God. You know, there's a way you look like an apostle, you sound like an apostle, and you dress like an apostle. And when you come out of your car, there's a way the car of an apostle looks like. I hope you're getting me. And there's a way the reels of an apostle should also appear. Because as I'm stepping down, glory to God, they are taking it from the shoe to the socks. Amen. And then the briefcases and all of those things. Why? Because he is the prophet of the Lord, most high God. But Jesus was not like that. I mean, there is nobody today that you know in our generation that would need a betrayer to be crucified. <laughs> you can't have known them. Even if I'm not listening to them, you can't have known them. He lived so simply and humbly that they needed a betrayer to pick him out. Following Christ means living simply. Many times people actually get into trouble and debt. And this is the practicality of what I'm teaching. Many times we get into debt and we get into many sorrows. Because we will not live a simple life. I've been looking for somebody who will tell me the difference between an iPhone Pro Max 13 and 10. Apart from those three guys at the back. You know the three guys at the back? Yeah? You don't know the three guys at the back. The camera, the camera, the three guys at the back. The things that look like tortoise at the back. Amen. <laughs> You are actually looking at the back literally. Oh, praise God. An iPhone 13 has that three camera thing and the other one has one slant thing. And so I've seen many people who even pass it because now there is a way you upgrade and just by your casing, it looks like three and you are still on 10. And then, But many people don't know the difference. And people will go and sleep and do a lot of evil things just to have that. And when they have it, the only thing they do with it is to chat on WhatsApp, which you can do on a Techno 11 Pro Max. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. A Techno Canon Pro Max, you will do it and chat and then take pictures. I mean, these phones sometimes are even more expensive than a DSLR camera. And the only thing you are getting yourself into trouble is because of that. Live a simple life. If you live a simple life, you will discover that many of your worries will not be there. Right now, many of us cannot even sleep well, whether online or wherever you are watching me for, because your house rent is about to expire. Glory to God. And the gist is that the problem is not the house rent. It is where you are staying. Glory to God. I mean, you don't have to necessarily stay at Ikui when there are people staying at... Um, Chakandi at Osaka, Aja, or even go to Lakwe if that's a problem. At least you sleep well and sleep when. You know, there is a way you sleep. I mean, when Jesus slept, he slept in the midst of a storm. Do you understand that simplicity? You rain just fell like this, you have woken up because you are not really sleeping. Do you get what I'm saying? There was that simplicity of his life. I think a time has come where we begin to ask ourselves, do we still want to continue living the way the world expects us to live or we live the way Jesus expects us to live? We find 23-year-olds having IBBs. Glory to God. Blood pressures are 23, 24. We don't even get to 40 anymore now. And they are, it's because the things about life is affecting them. And it's not the problem. It's because there is a peppering gang all around us. Do you understand? I was speaking to a guy yesterday. I was speaking to a guy yesterday. And he was telling me, he's in this service today. I mean, and he was telling me how, how certain folks close to him will just have cars, have big things, and those things, except you are grounded, it will affect you. I mean, you can say a pastor can preach you, <laughs> it's okay to smile, but if you are working in the real deal, it's a difficult place to be. 
I'm trying to say those pressures are real. Can, can I say that to you? Are there real people in church? Those pressures are real. A G-Wagon is better than a Mistibushi Gallant. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Is someone listening to me? Aha. A, a Benz, formatic. Being a Benz is better than trying to get an Uber inside rain. Are you following me? Those things are actually good. Don't, don't lie to yourself. How about the devil will the devil be? If he cannot give money and give power, he will be a very terrible devil. But you see, you can't define that money as the essence of your living. Because I've seen people who are rich and they cry. It is not a movie. You know that movie when we were growing up, the rich also cry. How many, many of you are not, you are not there then? But I'm saying that even now, the rich are crying. And you can't see. There are dangers in these things. Many of them can't sleep at night. There are dangers, but you can't see it. All you see are the good things. And that's what they also want to show you. They want to really, really pepper you. Sometimes you need to get off Instagram. Are, are, you, are you following me? Because there are giants you are fighting. You have to get off those things. Sir. I mean, you are planning a marriage, and then you just saw one marriage. The event all alone is monarch, 10 million. All you are believing God for is two million. I don't know whether you get what I'm trying to say, but you make your life better. This is Jesus' example. Simplify your life. You don't need a MacBook Pro that they just made. Carry the one that they have made five years ago. You cannot even optimize fully the one they just made. I mean, I was in an iPhone for more than three years. I never knew you had a scanner. Glory to God. How many of you are laughing, but you don't know that there's a scanner on it? You, are, you even download a new app for scanning. That's to tell you, you have not fully optimized what it can do. There are possibilities in what you are carrying. It's not just for camera. Except you are in showbiz. I don't think you need to spend and break the bank for an iPhone 13. Why not wait for them to sell iPhone 17? That's what I'm waiting for. When 17 comes out, they will not get 13 at a cheaper rate. Very simple something. I'm not chasing anybody. Are you following me? See, I'm not chasing and you shouldn't too. The reason, the time I gave up on phone was the time somebody chatted me with a phone and I saw the phone and I was angry that he's using that kind of phone but I saw the message. I felt that that phone should be able to tell us. You know, there was a time of Blackberries. I mean, when you post on Facebook, they say posted by Blackberry. Do you understand that? I think WhatsApp should also have something like that. Techno sent. So that people, but there's nothing like that. Sent from Techno. Techno is a good phone. There are, there are Chinese that doesn't have one name. I, I tell you, it's good. I saw one Bonono or something. I, I mean, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? At least you should be able to say, send from Bonono so I know that it's worth the price. For your own. Pepe, you see you. Cutting Pro Max, you cannot even pay it. You are still paying small, small. And you send message to me, it's the same one with that guy, Bonono's guy, is entry. So you don't have to kill yourself on those things. An average man does not know the difference between woman here and amigos. I've been saying this for eternity. A, a normal guy. So when ladies actually make or break the bank to buy here, you are breaking it for your sister. Because an average guy does not know the difference. Are you following me? Buy a perfume of 16,000, 17,000, 100,000. It smells not as powerful as a perfume. You see, that's two, two hundred, and five hundred, one thousand. I'm just trying to say simplicity. I'm not saying be cheap, but simplicity. You don't have to wear all the rings. Glory to God. Now they begin to look at my hand now. Amen. Number two. Did you get number one? I said Jesus was what? Extremely simple. 
It wasn't grandstanding. Imagine you are having that kind of anointing. I know some boys here, if they have that kind of anointing that Jesus carried. Yama no kuadabasha. They will first of all, before they even get out of the road, they first of all go and get protocol like 20, line them up. I say, the man of God is coming. Yana makuye. Arch! And then they will go and call a rice TV, TVC. The church, this church will be like 10,000 after two weeks. Why? Because the kind of miracles they will be doing. They will go to Tom Milan Bridge, stop the whole thing. To do a miracle. Say dead people will stop. Nigerians are very emotional. They will stop. Say, ah, ah, that person is dead. Oh, ambulance, just stop it in the middle. Lazarus, come for! Hey! As they come for, the people in the car will be the one dancing. All of them put it on social media. Jesus is here. You see what I'm saying? A simple man. He didn't grandstand. He did a miracle and he would tell them, don't tell anybody. You, you tell them, tell everyone so that they can know that God's power is here. Simple person. Number two, he prayed and fasted. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7, during the days of Jesus' life on heart, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was hard because of his reverent submission. It wasn't just that he was a man given to prayer, his prayers were answered. Bible says in Mark 1 35, in the early morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up in the house, went away to a secluded place and prayed. You can't be a follower of Jesus and not have a prayer life. You can't say Lagos has taken away all your time and you don't have time to pray. It's because you are not dedicated as a disciple. A follower of Jesus will always pray. Luke chapter 5 and verse 16, but Jesus himself will often slip away to the wilderness and pray. There is a slipping away for every busy organization. Do you understand what I'm saying? For every busy organization, there is a sleeping away. Oh, you walk in the bank, they don't give you any time. Glory to God. If you are blessed, you will sleep away. Is that not so? Aha! So you to sleep away. Jesus was busy. Bible says he will sleep away. Just take two minutes out. Take five minutes out. And just go and pray. There is a sleeping away that is necessary if you are going to be a follower of Jesus. So now, Luke chapter 3 and verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, uh, Jesus was also baptized. Uh, and while he was praying, heaven was opened. He was trying to say, listen, there were other people that were baptized. But there was something that happened when Jesus was baptized. Uh, heaven opened. Listen, you will go through experiences that others have gone through and they remain the same. But you will be transformed and the heaven over you will be opened. He said, what is he selling? What is she doing? She's just selling weak. And she's making so much money. Why? Because the heaven was open. Heaven don't just become open. Heavens are prayed to open. There is something that you must do before your heaven is open. You must pray. Believers, the way we pray these days, we want Selenke jaw. You know all these um, Ebenezer obeyed the way our father used to dance every day. Listen, I'm asking you to become, I don't want to use the name of those rascals that are singing these days. But I'm saying that you need to become very violent when you pray. The way you pray, self, even you cannot answer that prayer. <laughs> even you cannot. You don't desire it enough. The Bible says, after he has sent the crowds away, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. And he was there all evening. Matthew 14, 23. There is still an evening time. You cannot walk two first hour, two first seven. 
The problem is that immediately you get home, you are so spent and so tired that when you now load yourself with the fufu, the eba, and the rice, that you are so tired, you just go off. And like I always funnily used to say, when you sleep like that, you have slept in the hands of your father. Amen. But you shouldn't do that every day. You are not a baby. You're supposed to be growing. So when you get home, before you serve yourself food, maybe you can apportion time to pray. Because we both know you will not sleep without food. He was a man given to prayer. In fact, he started his ministry after 40 days of prayer and fasting. That's when he started his ministry. 40 days. That's when he went into ministry. Do you also want to achieve something big for God? Do you want your name to be known in your generation and in your time? Then you must pray. Prayer answers all things. Luke chapter 18 verse 1, he said the parable to the end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. You cannot, that word means ought always to pray and not to give up. You are giving up so soon because you are not a person giving to prayers. Can you pray more? Can you pray more? Even the Holy Spirit wake you up in the middle of the night. You woke up suddenly with the IRBP. <laughs> What's going on? You didn't have any wood, but you just knew you are awake. You tried to sleep, you couldn't get it back. Look at your pillow, look at your bed. You don't keep rolling, you kept rolling, you kept rolling, you kept rolling. Even you know that what you need to do was to pray. Intercessor, it is time to pray for your family. It is time to stand in the gap and pray for your business. If you don't pray, nothing changes, sir. Except a greater power comes, uh, nothing moves. Uh, everything is in a state of equilibrium. Until a greater force comes and eats it. Uh, you need to set things in motion. Uh, and how you do that is to pray. That's how Jesus set things in motion. Uh, he prayed all night. He prayed in the evening. He slipped away to pray. He was all praying. Uh, a time has come that we must stand and say we pray. Whether I say it or not, you must know did I meet you praying. Uh, I must meet you praying. You must always pray in the spirit. Uh, you stay in the traffic in Lagos two hours uh, and all you did was to look at the window and look outside. What is wrong with you are you building what is your problem are you scouting for the house as you stay inside traffic can you begin to just mutter in the spirit you don't have to sound it loud so that you become a nuisance to the next guy but you can pray why not disturbing anyone someone say i don't have anything to pray for i said because you don't have desires in your heart where there is desire there is always a will to pray when there is desire there's always a way to pray when there is desire there's always a time even to pray mandoli kradosha can we pray in the spirit one minute in his house whether you can pray in the spirit or not just ensure you connect with God one minute let's take a prayer break let's take a prayer break midalo kadile trovoshi kelida robra kasusua someone is saying God I will engage you more God my career will not end on this note my life will not end on this note I'm going to engage you I'm going to slip in and slip out even from whatever I do for my business and I'm going to give myself steadily to prayers because when you pray miracles happen when you pray things are broken when you pray God comes in prayer is giving permission to the heavens uh, even for an earthly invasion. Maliko uh, Whether you are online, uh, whether you are in this house, uh, I want you to begin to pray right now. Mando Kahinama. Omine no 
Ebra Kaidaba, 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 Engage God more. Prayer is giving permission to the heavens to invade your life. Let me say this to you. God could not come except to give him permission. The Bible says the heaven is the Lord. The earth has he given to the sons of men. The earth is yours. Except you give him permission, he will be an intruder. They see the reason Jesus never had in the time and in the days of his flesh. He never had to deal with demons for so long. It was because he was always praying. He was always praying. The reason you are afraid of devils, demons, and every kind of demons, uh, including the ones who are just telling to be a demon, uh, is because uh, you do not pray at all. You do not pray at all. So even when you see mosquitoes, uh, or you hear a cockroach flying in the middle of the night at the place you shouldn't be, you say, Mark up all the blood of Jesus. Uh, you don't do that when you are a man giving always to prayer. This house will be known as the house of prayer. That's on the house of the house uh, where relentless prayer goes up. Apart from that, he also fasted. You know the reason you can't do great things for God is your belly. Your belly is your problem. 60% of a generation has us at 60%. <laughs> Say, are you fasting after? 60%. Are you going to fast? Have us so some people have even claimed the ulcer before the ulcer comes. Why? Because of their love for food. We have become a carnal bunch. You will not just fast. The Bible says Jesus fasted. There is a life of fasting for things to come. Let me say this to you. If you are desirous of making so much money, and you go, God forbid, you go to an herbalist, and he says you will need to fast for 21 days, and then money will begin to come to you. Hey! No, even if you see food, you say God punish the food. Why? Because you know that you want to be rich. Why do we do this to ourselves? We like being lied to. Can you fast? Yes, you can. Can God deal with the other? Yes. Is that you die or the other dies? One thing happens. It has happened to me before, and I'm living. That means the other died. You can't tell yourself that. Glory to God. Let me go on here. Number three, he had fellowship. You know that song from fellowship to partnership? We can't change the world. God and I, from fellowship to partnership, God and I, we can change the world. Not you alone. The problem you have is that it is you alone that wants to change the world. And you are too infinitesimally insignificant to change the cosmos. You will need God. Little wonder. The Bible says, if God be for us, that means if I have the fellowship and the partnership of God, who them be? That's the way I like to put it. I, I used to say, who them be? Because uh, it, it has when I talk like that. When I talk like that, it's not who can be against us. No, I don't like that. I say, who them be? It does not matter who they are. <laughs> if God is for you. And you know, I, I love this about Jesus. Don't let me over, get excited. Let me teach this to you. He had fellowship. Jesus loved gathering. And he still loves it now. 
Do you know Jesus what I'm doing then and he still loves it now? Little one of the Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of them. You will find him there. As much as we know that we gather in his name, he's going to be there. The assuredness of Jesus' presence is in fellowship. Oh, remember, remember John chapter 2, his first miracle? How can Jesus choose the first miracle to be at an Owambe? that's the first miracle that Jesus did I thought that if I was going to look at it this way if you, if you have an opportunity to choose your first miracle which one will you do people that I know raise the dead is the first one but Jesus but Jesus chose his first miracle and it was wine kadabasha <laughs> wine even if you try it in this, if I get up and I turn water to wine and I say be drinking, there will be a so much controversy. That pastor, if they are getting drunk in that church, and Jesus chose the first one to be wine. Why? Because there was something about people with Jesus. Fellowship is actually sharing and mutual holding together, and therefore a generation that doesn't want to gather together and just want to do life alone. Individualism is a bane to communalism. We are not going to stay together as a church if every one of us is different from all of us. We gather together and we, Bible says, David said, we took sweet counsel together and we went to the house of the Lord in company. There is a company that you will need for greatness. You know, our fathers were able to build greater businesses that we were able to do. You know why? I tell people those days when lawyers graduate, they come together and they have partnership. You hear Oshuka and Oshuka, Oshuka and Otutu, and then you hear a lot of them. Even the Ganifa Emis who are not the only ones in their chambers. There were people who started those chambers together. But when you see a lawyer in our day, he finished like this. He will just start Fisayu Adeni and company. And then the guy keeps struggling. The same finances, uh, the same thing. He just continued to struggle for 10, 15 years. But when three people come together, you know what they can do? They can bring resources together. They can bring their connections together. They can bring their strengths together. And so you see greater results than individualism. The unfortunate thing is that individualism is about to also enter the church. And that's why people will tell you, I don't like going to the church. Bible says in Psalms 1-3 and verse 1-3, Say how good, how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He says, like the oil that came even upon Heron down to his birds uh, and touched even to the hem of his garment. Psalm 133. Fellowship means being a part of a group. That's what it means. A body of people. It is opposed to isolation, solitude, and loneliness. Many people are depressed because they are lonely. Can I say that to you? Many people are depressed. Not because of what they are going through, but because they are alone. You know, snakes, I tell people, snakes are the most dangerous animals in the heart. But the reason you people don't respect snakes, because they will say, a snake is there, and I see people carry, they will carry a stick, they will, and they will be chasing the snake. I say, ah. You know why? Because it is one. You just just imagine. If one comes out like this now, the keyboard will stand up, and people come on back. But imagine 50 snakes at once coming. Even if I give you a gun, you will run. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because that pack can destroy. The reason it seems that the devil gets believers is because they go in once. 
Imagine 50 of us standing the gap and saying, No, we will not agree. Except there be a change, we will not stop. He will run. Stop doing it alone. Stop doing life alone. Now there are three areas Jesus prioritized fellowship. Three levels he prioritized fellowship. Three levels. Number one, fellowship with God. He never got too busy to pray and share time with his heavenly father. If Jesus, the savior of the world, never got too busy to pray and spend time with his heavenly father, who are you? Number two, fellowship with other believers. You will see that Jesus was always with his disciples. Jesus was always fellowshipping with his disciples. He was always engaging them in questions and in answers. Always engaging. Therefore, you must also spend time with other believers. I'm not saying that you should not have people in your life who are not believers. Because Paul said, with that you would have to get out of this world. You would need them. But your closest intimacy must be with believers. You must share time. Because iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the continent of his friend. Do you know that smiling? And you just start smiling. When you see them, they are like your joy caterers. I tell people I cater joy. If you are sad, just come. I cater it. That's what I say. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then number three, fellowship with the word. Jesus wasn't just a holiness priest. He wasn't just an holiness monk. He was constantly showing himself how to be salt and light in the world. If he was not in Matthew's house, you know, Matthew is not a good person. Matthew was a, was a thief, a tax collector. If he was not in Matthew's house, you will find him in a house where Mary could come in and nobody was asking. Mary, that people know. You know, Mary will not go to my house for an instant because he knows that the message you will hear from the door. So for Mary to have come to that house, he also tells you the kind of house Jesus was. He went to the tax collector's place. He went everywhere. Everywhere. In fact, there was a time they accused him. He said he did not come for those who are whole. He came for those who are sick. Jesus was always contacting the world. Let me say this to you. Your salt is valueless without contact. Your light is valueless without darkness. The thickness of darkness tells us the relevance of light. Are you, are you following me? Suddenly they just took light. People understand that in Nigeria better. Suddenly they just take light. Ah, there's no light. Suddenly you understand that you need your phone. Not because you want to chat, but there is something on your phone called touch light. The darkness showed you the essence of it. Number four, very quick, let me move faster here. Jesus celebrated. John chapter 2, 1 to 10. He was in Cana. I mean, Jesus was not boring. He celebrated with others. Paul said, rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Rejoice. He said, again, I say unto you, rejoice. Can you look at your neighbor and just laugh? You see, Lagos has happened to some people, they have not laughed in years. I mean, just laugh. Relax. Tell your neighbor, relax. Some people, in fact, some people, before they can relax, like they will need a massage. <laughs> Tell them, say, Relax laugh, laugh, they won't charge you I tell you, I promise, they won't charge you laugh now glory to God 
as a spiritual discipline celebration is the completion of worship for he dwells on the greatness of God as shown in his goodness to us anytime God does something to you no matter how small how big celebrate it rejoice laugh dance in the spirit dance do you know how many commandments of God was given to Israel for them to celebrate there were many festivals they must celebrate the Passover they celebrate do you understand that they celebrate the Passover they celebrate the the, the first uh, the harvest they, they celebrate harvest they celebrate um, wheat harvest the, the celebration uh, the celebration for 50 years Pentecost they celebrate uh, freedom they celebrate everything and you see in those celebrations there is feasts sometimes just call people to your house and fry yam are you following what I'm saying you will discover that the power of that energy you will gain that spiritual energy you will gain will last you for another four weeks you will not get so much joy in even praying like you will get in that but you know what there's no money that's all you say call five people boys let them come you don't that's why people seem to go to parties and go and get drunk because as a church we have refused to understand that celebration is important for human beings to survive I'm telling you now sir it's important to just call us call if they, if they don't even have people just tell me tell me I will get you people five people seven people will come gather around your feast there was a day they said what am I doing I said I'm not doing anything I said can you come to the house and we finish the whole chicken finish the jam don't fit everything there when they went in fact I, I think I gave them ATM I, I've told myself I will not give them that ATM card again but they came and we just rejoiced people went back they were sending messages after two days child it was a lightning it was so good people learn better in such atmosphere some people are conditioned they can't enter a church like this they can't learn so much because their minds already thinking but if they are in a place where they can find shrubs especially the one they call mojito and then the thing goes down that green one ah the thing goes down and then you say you know god loves you <laughs> i'm saying the, that is that was jesus's method as he preached on the mountain top he was preaching in people's houses some of the messages we are preaching today were preached in people's houses i mean he was in one house he was just talking to people having feast and some people wanted a miracle there was no space they had to open the roof it was not a church it was not a synagogue it was just parties i'm telling you in this church we'll go to the beach what are we i don't know what my wife we i don't know but we'll go amen hallelujah but we need to just relax the life itself is too difficult and the way you are going about it is making it more difficult jesus celebrated jewish people celebrate the shabbat every week they are celebrating Sabbath. celebrating something do you know how they start the Shabbat? Starting with a big meal of roast lamb with family and friends. As soon as I saw in modern times. As soon as how they start. Amen. Every Sunday. I remember those days when we were growing. I don't know whether you, you had pastors as fathers or elders or deacons. You know that Sundays is for Pandedian. You, you understand? That there is that feasting thing. So you go to church and learn, but you know that. Lale. Aha, you eat pandemia. You see, all of those things help us to actually love church because there is something to go back to. 
and you see your parents made it very important why because it's the way they relax you can say ah, how can i be pounding him no my dad will take the pounded yam and he will look forward to it and when the pounded yam comes it's like they have energy to go for another week but you know our own you don't even hit that sunday as you get home you are either sleeping on netflix with popcorn with you and your sadness Somebody said the money is not enough. It's not enough. So why not spend it on your happiness? Celebration is ingrained in Jewish tradition and was maintained by the church in its established feast days. Even the Roman Catholic love feastings. Not because of the food, but because it allows you to just let go of negative energy. There's a lot of energy in the world. You need to let it go. I was in a place in South Africa and then these people when they build their houses they would have places outside like a court outside and then we would go small small you know what I'm talking about they would just hang out and then they would just go and buy one Roman big pizza and then they put it down and then they would take this coke all this one that I used to take alone that's why you have diabetes you see one liter two liter they put it down and we all just begin and then they put ice cubes it's not so much money it is just so much thinking and it's because they just understand that celebration thing. I want to encourage you as you plan your money, plan celebration so that you will live long. The way you are going, you too, you know. The way you know, the way you are going, you know. And this is Jesus' method. Oh, I, I, okay, some of you think today's Christ discipline is just, I'll just be firing you, fasting, prayer. You understand? But this is really what Jesus did. And then number five, he had the faith of God. I want to push further now. Number five, he had the faith of God. Mark eleven twenty two. He said, "Have the God kind of faith." One of the things you would have seen in Christ, while you to live with him in Jerusalem, was his absolute trust in Jesus, in God the Father. He knows the Father, and he knows the Father can be trusted. So he was not bothered. He was not bothered with daily needs, like you are bothered. They came and asked him. You know Jesus's bill. You know Jesus could not pay his bills. Do you know in scriptures Jesus could not pay his bills? Do you read the Bible? Because some of you cannot answer that. Do you know Jesus could not pay his bills? He would defaulted on tax. And then they came and met him. Peter, they said, Peter, they said, we have not. Peter said, we he knew that. But Peter could not say that his own. He has also defaulted. You know, when you are being discipled by somebody who is defaulted, you also will default. You understand that? So he said, he now gave a teaching. Then he now told Peter, he said, go to the fish. He said, take coin and pay for me. Peter did not ask. But he knows that Peter only pays anyone. <laughs> you are to Don't make it look like it is me alone. But pay for both of us. That was Jesus paying his bills. Listen to this. He did not have money in his account yet he paid his bills. There is still something called miraculous supplies of God. Listen. Somebody will call you that you don't know. Are you interested in this job? You ne- That's how miracle money comes. Do you understand? A job you never even knew existed, not to say bid for it. They will call you. That is the favor of God. That is how God works things out for his people. You don't live by your salary. You live by faith. You live by faith, depending on God, that God will supply. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And let me say this to you. If God is talking to you to give somebody something, you better do it. Because in that way, you are sowing seeds. Seeds for your own day. 
Jesus walked on water. You know, Jesus was so awesome that he got to the water bank and there was no boat. And you know what the man did? He just started walking on the water and he went away. No crying. No, eh, hello? When is the next boat going to arrive? Nothing like that. He just walked on water. Miraculous. Why? Because he had faith in God. The apostles, he told them, he said, if you have faith, he said, greater works than this uh, that, you, that you, you will also do. John 14 and verse 12. He said, greater works than this. And so when the disciples did greater, because they did greater, it wasn't recorded in scriptures that, Paul, that Jesus' handkerchief healed the sick. But Paul's handkerchief healed the sick. Peter's shadow healed the raised the dead. His shadow. That's greater works. Why? Because they were working in faith. You know why you cannot believe God for the healing of that, your sister? Because your faith is small. You don't have the faith of God. It's not there at all. Thank you, sir. Because I love churches where people are very, they just say, it's not there. You need to work on your faith. You need to do something about your faith. What works will you do? How will you advance the kingdom? In tech, how will you advance the kingdom? What is your contest? How will you advance the kingdom in your contest? Are you a pharmacist, a lawyer, whatever it is you do? How will you advance the kingdom in that contest? We know we know we have a family friend who is working on just having cartoons for children, Christian cartoons. You want to enter that space. What are you going to do for Jesus? How will you advance the kingdom? Can you begin to raise seed capitals for, for Christians? Can we begin to say, Oh, yes, we can raise finances for Christians? What are you going to do? That's a question for all of us. Number six, he genuinely loved people. I said seven things. Number six, he genuinely loved people. When you see Jesus, you saw love. He didn't condemn. He just kept loving them. That's why those who know me, I tell them. I say there's no judgment here. The judgment is on the throne. There's no judgment here. He kept loving them. A.W. Toza said it the way I love it. He said, Jesus Christ knows the worst about you. Nevertheless, he's the one who loves you most. He knows the worst. The things you didn't tell me. You know where you were yesterday or during last week. You know the things you did. The shitty things you did. He knows it. Yet he loves you more than your sister. Glory to God. I think that's amazing. Though our feelings come and go, God's love for us does not. C.S. Lewis said. He said, though our feelings come and go. He said, but God's feeling never. Does not. I say, I, I, I put it this way. To know Jesus is to know love. To know Jesus is to know love. Genuine love is not shown in words. First John 3.18 is shown in hearts. My little children. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. You know the reason many people are not following you to church? You know the reason you are not able to influence people? It's because you don't love them. You are too selfish to love. You don't even see people. You don't see people. Now only you, you see. You see yourself. And that is why God has made it possible for you to be using glasses. Sorry if you are using one. you see yourself alone you know our generation is called the selfish generation oh no you don't know it by that it's called the selfie generation because that word selfie is actually selfish you understand so the camera is no longer facing others it's now facing you when the fire start, when the first started phones new phones gsm started the cameras were facing people but right now, I mean, I think, I think it was um, Airtel that even came with that advert and said, it's all about you. And, and people love it. Because it's all about you. Self-love. Glory to God. I love myself. I love me. Love, love, love. And so, 
they first of all did a trial and did a phone that face you with a little megaphone and um, megapixel and so people were not buying and so suddenly somebody just came and did the one that the megapixel that faces you is so high the one that faces other is so low i would love that but selfish so that's not myself moreover you are lonely you are bored you are alone nobody will snap for you because there's no community individualism i'm just telling you the reason why you find the phone fresh and all that's because truth is individualism and because we are selfish try and go somewhere you don't know people and tell them to snap for you or snap you do you know that will snap you smiling americans try africans black people oh my god you know they won't look at you or if you want to try this go to ikoyi and enter a restaurant there don't say we give me some of those beautiful names if you need people just reach in and you give it to him you, you look at him and say please can you snap us you know why and therefore you don't need people to ask you anymore first of all they were talking with the selfie stick and it wasn't enough so they actually just did you so that you can face and then you are in your own zone therefore there is a lot of boredom depression not because of lack of money or the world is difficult don't lie to yourself the world has always been difficult our fathers also had it tough to pay school fees you are not the only one but the reason they are doing better is because they had friends and families right now you don't talk to any of your family members you have cut off from Ogwaye because they are chasing you from your village so you are not talking to anybody in your village you are ch- they, are, they, are, they are chasing you uh, and even your friends are beefing you according to you because you got a job that they are paying you hundred thousand and they have not done no job at all so they are beefing you can, can you see how the world has manipulated us so that we are functioning the way god expects us to function man is not made to be alone you are made to function well in communities am i speaking to someone i send you whatsapp message you read it you are replying after 24 hours that's how to have friends and you are you are not you are not doing anything you know? I, I, I don't want to feel like i'm i, I want to show myself as busy uh-huh. busy people don't show themselves oh nisha what are you doing really you are not doing anything do you see how we just get this mental mindset and go mental on ourselves? You charge people, they have removed their read. Okay, I don't want to be under pressure to, to, so that I won't reply. You know, people just do a lot of things, you just smile. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I know there are witches and wizards. Those who, when they charge you and you don't reply to them, it's Wahala. Even when you're just thinking what to reply. You say you have read, you have read. Am I speaking to someone? Is someone gaining something? Stop doing life alone. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Help me hit that guy. I say, stop doing life alone. Stop. Stop doing life alone. Jesus never did. He was never. If he was alone, he was because he was praying. Even when he was praying, he would sit there, Matthew. He would sit there, sorry, Peter. John, he would tell them, look at you. Nobody even knows your house. I'm a very private person. The devil alone is the one who knows your house. Because there's no amount of privacy that can get the devil from in your house. You don't pray. So even angels don't really know the place. Finally, number seven. 
He lived a life of submission to God's will. Your will not mine be done was the outcry of Jesus. God's will may not necessarily be amazingly beautiful. Have I told you about that before? I mean, I don't know what pastors teach about the kind of pastors I am. I am. I, I like to say the truth. Um, God's will will never sometimes take you to the beautiful places. Uh, it might end up being beautiful, but the process is always very difficult and hard. It's very difficult and hard. You, you may see the glory of Jesus seated at the right hand of his majesty, but you must also remember that he was at the cross. I don't know about you, but if you have ever put a needle in your hand, you know how painful it is. Now imagine a nail in your hand. And Jesus did all of that. God's will may lead you further down Gethsemane to Golgotha. But then you know, God's beautiful plan always come out beautiful. Listen, in God's will you may face betrayals. You may face trials and judgments. You may be abandoned, despised, and even go hungered. <laughs> I like that word hungered. It's a tissue of cooking about hungry. And go on God. And that's all I love KJV in that. They was on God. Uh, I mean, it's it's a Jesus went through all of these. Bible says we do not have an eye priest who cannot sympathize with the feeling of our infirmities. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. In every point tempted as we are, yet without sin. Here is not the gospel of no trials. Jesus said, In this world you find trouble. He said, Be of good cheer. They have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. Listen, I'll tell you a story and then I'll end this service. Amen. So, beautifully, I was doing my beautiful life in Eloy, uh, living a very comfortable life. Uh, it wasn't comfortable at the beginning, but it got very comfortable. Glory to God. I mean, if you have your own house and you're not actually very, pre- you don't need to pray to pay your house rent. Uh, I mean, it's not like you are using really faith to pray your house rent. And uh, you have, you're already married and you have three beautiful girls uh, and you have two saloon cars I mean what exactly can you be looking for in life <laughs> I mean it was good and then God decided that we had it too comfortable that it's too comfortable that it's not good again and God said oh yeah we're going to Lagos and then submission to God's will I'm just telling you because I'm a very real person and then I thought that if you are going to send somebody from Ilori to Lagos let him go to Maui don't you think so it's closer I mean, the views is not so bad. Or you go to lowland in Korodu. I mean, I, somebody told me Korodu is lowland. The mainland is actually Ikeja and all of those places. All right, so I send them to Korodu. Or let us start from water. And then from water, we extend here. You understand? But let's start on this side of the Jordan. Uh, let's call it the side of the Jordan. Because when I first preached to them, I, I preached on beyond Jordan. Some people are there then. And. Um, this is very stretching and this will stretch you. I'm telling you truth. It will very stretch you. God's will will stretch you. But you know one thing. I don't count those things. I only count the things I've seen. Why? Because on this side of the Jordan, greatness rests. In this side of Jordan, salvation rests. In this side of Jordan, deliverance rests. In this side of Jordan, there are a lot of people that God will see on this side of the Jordan. So it makes it worth it at the end of the day. Being having that grace to be able to cause so much joy in the heavens, make it worth it at the end of the day. Would your life be easy? No. Was Jesus' life easy? No. But will your life be worth it at the end of the day? Yes. Will you be living for something? Yes. Will greatness be defined as you? Yes. And that's what God is calling us to. Greatness is nothing but serving your gift and your skills and your, and your ability to your world. 
and you can only do that when Jesus is in your boat. There is somebody I know, his name is Jesus, and he has called us to live that life a life for him. And we have seen him as that discipline, as that disciplined person, as that person who prayed so much, fasted so much, but also played so much. Amen. As much as he prayed, he also celebrated. In fact, it seems to me, as I read the synoptic gospels, that as Jesus left the mountain top, he was always going to somebody's house to go and eat. Amen. So he was always feasting. And then after so much energy, he goes again to the mountain, or he's preaching to people and teaching people. That's what God has called us to do. That you contact the world by also serving your skill in your workplace. But as, you work, as, you, as you're done with your workplace, you also return to your father and have fellowship with your father by prayers. And then contact the world by inviting them to your feasts so that they can also get connected to that joy that you also carry. And that's awesome. I think that's beautiful. And I think that's what Jesus has called you and I for. If you have been blessed by this service, do me a favor, close your eyes. Rise on your faith. I just want us to pray a prayer today. And that's a very simple prayer. God, Jesus, help me. Help me to live a life of discipline. Help me to live practicing what you have shown us in your word. Can you, are you praying that prayer with sincerity? Are you praying that prayer with sincerity? Are you praying that prayer with sincerity? Lord, help me. I want to live a life for you. So when you get to your workplace, they are not asking for Jesus. When, they get, when you get to your workplace, they see you, they see Jesus. Uh, they don't come and say, we want to see him. By seeing you, they have seen him. By seeing you, they have met him. Is there someone saying, Lord, let that be my song this morning. Let that be my testimony this morning. I just want to know you. I just want to be with you. I just want to know you. I just want to be with you. I just want to know you. Just someone praying that prayer right now. Right now. Right now. You have heard. But it's only the doers of his word that is blessed. Someone needs to pray, Lord, strengthen me to do these things that I've had. Strengthen me to do the things I've had. Strengthen me to do the things I've had. I don't just want to be a hearer of your word. I want to be a doer. Strengthen me to do the things I have had. Strengthen me to do the things I've had. I will live for people. I will live and serve my gifts to my word. I will be a good example of your love in the world. I will be a good example of grace in the world. I will be a salt in my word in my time. Is someone praying? Is someone praying? Is someone praying? Is someone praying? Hallelujah. Is someone praying? Viado Shakila Volu Biadabasa. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for listening. This has been The Living Word. If you have been blessed by this teaching or for counseling or any other inquiry, kindly send us an email to pfa at theransomedhouse.com or fisayoadeni at yahoo.com or please call 0912-772-3824. The Ransomed House, empowering people to live for Jesus.